0: Guys, welcome back to another ESL podcast. I'm your crazy ass host Arsenio as usual. And again, I am so grateful for every last one of you remarkable individuals who are out there and listening to me on a routine basis. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And with that being said, guys, I told you that this one was going to be fire. Fire as in F I Y A. You know Will I Am? He was doing the whole fire, fire thing, all that craziness on the voice. Anyways, fire, F I R E. Yeah, and African Americans, we have a tendency to say, oh my God, there's a fire. You see what I mean? Anyways, guys, writing skills, writing definitions. There are four different ways of doing this. This is beautiful. See, descriptions of scientific processes are likely to contain technical vocabulary, okay, that your reader may not understand. Often these words can be guessed from context, but if it is key to understanding the process, it may help to provide a definition. Now, of course, you're not going to write a definition as you do right out of the Merriam and Webster or Oxford or whichever dictionary you have out there and writing that inside of some sort of essay that would, and if you do not get the proper grammar, it can become a catastrophe. But you know what? I'm going to give you four ways that you could do this. This is sexy. Okay, this is absolutely sexy. Number one, you can use a noun plus a relative clause. So, let me give you an example. Uh, Now, now I didn't say a non-defining relative clause. I said a relative clause. So, a relative clause requires no commas, non-defining does. So, a turbine, okay, that's the noun, is a machine, and then let's put a relative pronoun in there, that uses a wheel rotated by liquid or gas to generate electricity. See, that's the definition, by using the noun, Obviously, the word, and then using a relative clause going into the subject is. So, whatever the it is, you write the verb to be after that with the explanation is a machine, is a this, is that, is this, is that. You see what I mean? Always use that. Use that because that's your relative pronoun. That's one way of doing it. Another way is a physical description plus a relative clause. So, what's a Physical description. Well, let's just say describing what it is physically a large metal structure with blades. So, if I actually put this into a sentence, I could say a wind turbine, subject again, is a large metal structure with blades. Now, that's the physical description. And then I place the relative pronoun that into it. And then the rest of the sentence rotates in the wind to generate electricity. That's how you write a physical description type of definition. Number three, explanation between them dashes. Ah, that's right. So if you guys haven't noticed, if you press the hyphen button on the keyboard two times, it makes a very long hyphen, doesn't it? So when it makes that very, very long hyphen, then you could put in a definition there. I've always wondered about these. And of course, I use this quite a bit in my writing. Now, do I use it correctly? Well, it all remains to be seen. But this right here is good. So remember, I told you about fracking in the last couple of podcasts, right? So that's the definition we're doing. Fracking fluid, double hyphen, a mixture of water, sand, and additives, hyphen, hyphen, is pumped into the well. So the explanation is between those two hyphens, as you can see on my blog, thearseniobuckshow.com. Pretty interesting, huh? So again, I'll say that one more time. A wind turbine is a large, I'm sorry, a fracking fluid. I got completely thrown off. (gasps) Hyphen, hyphen, a mixture of water, sand, and additives, that's the explanation, hyphen, hyphen, is pumped into the well. That's also how you can write a definition, or you can use a similar word, forward slash, object, plus or, plus noun. This is a little bit crazier. Let me give you an example. Tiny holes, that's a similar word, right? Comma, then you use or pores. comma. So, Those are basically the same, right? So we don't know what pores are. Now, for the normal reader, if you read pores and you're an ESL learner, you're probably like, what's that? Well, pores are tiny holes. So you use a similar word, put a comma, and then use this coordinating conjunction or with the word that a lot of people may not know, pores, comma, in the rock. Allow it to absorb large quantities of oil, water, and natural gas. Those are four new ways how you can include definitions into your writing. This could be good for anyone. I'm talking about travel bloggers. If you like to write descriptive things like I do sometimes when I put my thinking hat on, most times it is never on. Um, but when I'm actually in the flow state and I'm sitting and I'm hearing waves and stuff like that, the descriptive side of me does have a tendency of emerging and I write beautiful things. But for all of you writers out there, doesn't matter. Even ESLers, it doesn't matter. You put this into your writing. Oh my God. You're going to be on fire. Do you understand what I'm saying? Fire, fire, fire. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, guys, the blog is available at thearseniobugshow.com. If you have any more questions, do those tasks. I have complete the definitions. So, example, number one, a generator is a machine, which, which, of course, is the relative pronoun. That's just like your number one. Number two, a solar panel is a space to generate electricity. Number three, hybrid cars, hyphen, hyphen, space, hyphen, hyphen, have grown in popularity. Number four, space, comma, or force, comma, from the waves turns the turbines to generate electricity. And there are also other ways, okay? We got mining, recycling, carbon footprint, a dam. You can use all of these and you could write some of these sentences out, send them to me, and I will be more than happy to grade them. i got so many people who are finally communicating with me on my ESL page. It's so cool to send messages on there and, you know, uh, attach documents like it's LinkedIn. So, guys, again, on my website, you're going to see on the right-hand side, Facebook, all those other things, and you're going to see my ESL page go on there. And I've had some people from France actually contact me in regards to IELTS and TOEFL. So, You guys can go on there, send me a message if you want this or that, or if you have any uh, questions. And as always, man, thank you so much for tuning in to another ESL podcast. Stay tuned for more. Over and out.